How's everybody doing this morning? Amen. Let's do that one more time. How's everybody doing this morning? There we go. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. A few announcements here real quick before we get started. Um, so the fast is over, praise God. So uh, <laughs> I've never been so happy to go eat some chicken in my life. I don't think. <laughs> that broccoli and soup, man, gets old, let me tell you. So it's like uh, today after service, we're going to have the second meeting with Brother White's class on uh, foundations and Christian principles. And we're going to be talking about uh, some different religions and how they compare to our religion and stuff. So uh, you don't have to... Uh, um, if you missed the first one, you're still welcome to come out. It's going to be next door. It's real casual. We have uh, sodas and drinks and stuff over there. Banana bread. Banana bread. And so, uh, yeah, it's a really, it's a the Trinity, okay. So anyway, he's a great teacher. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. So when the Lord puts someone right in the middle of you that can teach, that it's, it's got knowledge, guys, take advantage of those opportunities because sometimes you got to go to school to pay for that, you know, and uh, he's right here and he's, uh, he shares it for free, so get involved in that class. Um, also, Brother White's going to be speaking next weekend, um, still, hopefully, right? Yep, okay. Created in the image of God. Created in the image of God, praise God. And so this Friday and Saturday, we're going to have our Northern California Prayer Conference and we're going to have some different speakers, and uh, it's going to be a, a, a good time. So come out on Friday night. I think it starts at 7, and then on Saturday morning it starts at 9, and then we're going to have some fellowship afterwards when it's over in the building next door. But it's going to be some young speakers, so come out. You'll enjoy that. And Liz needs some help, actually, because we still got to do some stuff for that conference, so we need some help in, in doing those things. And so if you could see here afterwards, if you're available Friday night or Saturday to help out, that would be uh, great. And then... Um, Tomorrow night, we're going to meet down here, I believe it is, at 5.30. I'm going to have pizza. And those who'd like to come out and help, we're going to rearrange our sanctuary here, our chairs. We're going to kind of move some out and switch some around um, to kind of save our carpet and also to get everybody that sits way in the back to come up closer. So it's like, you know, I don't really spit on people when I speak, so you're safe, you know. It's like, it's not too bad. I've been around some preachers, man. You better carry your plastic shield with you, though. <laughs> so... All right, so anyway, if you can come out tomorrow night and help out with that, that'd be great. So, there's a program on the Pac-12 network that they follow these football teams, and they follow them through the season as they're, as they're training, as they're, um, they're going through their workouts, their practices, and they're following them in the locker rooms. Um, they're kind of like documenting every step of the way to get to the championship, they follow them in, when the coaches get on them, during the game, after the game. They're kind of following their drive to see if they have what it takes to get to the championship, to see what it takes, if they have what it takes to be a champion. Do they have the drive? Do they have the passion? Do they have the determination? Do they have the, the perseverance to get to the championship, guys? And so I'd like to know this morning, guys, do you guys have the drive? Do you have the perseverance, the heart, the, uh, the drive, guys, to get to the championship, to become champions? See, guys, anybody can serve the Lord in here when things are going easy. But what about when you're going through trials, when you're going through situations, when you're going through those hard times, those difficult times in your life, when you're face down into the mud? Are you going to have the drive to get up and press on and go forward? Are you going to lay there? See, you may feel like you're in the mud, but you got to get up and you got to press on, guys. You got to have the fight. You got to have the drive to win the race, to win the prize, to be champions. There's a saying that a winner never quits and a quitter never wins, guys. Church, we must have the drive to finish the race. Philippians says this in 3 and 13. No, dear brother and sisters, I have not achieved it, 
But I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize, which Christ, which God has called us through Christ Jesus. Guys, you got to be willing to press on, press on past the things in your life. Don't focus on what's behind you, the hardships, the hangups, the hurts, the habits, all these things that try to pull you down from reaching the prize. We got to push forward. We got to stay focused on what's ahead, the heavenly prize. Are you going to have the drive to get from your past, to get from those things that want to hold you back, to get to your future in Christ. you got to have drive, guys. Church, do you have drive today? A drive that's telling you to get out of the situations that you're stuck in, to move forward to your heavenly prize. Forgetting those things which are behind and moving forward in Christ. Forgetting our failures, forgetting the things, the regrets in our life that would try to keep us in a place here when God's got a place for us over there. you got to have drive in your life. We need to move forward, guys, and forget about the hurts, the hardships, the abuse, the addictions, the failures. There's a lot of people, guys, that's been abused in their life, and they allow that abuse to keep them in a place in the past so they can't move forward. They're bound by what happened to them, and they, they can't get rid of it, and it binds them from moving forward for a future that God has for them. And you got to learn to forget the past, focus on what's ahead, knowing that God's got a plan and a purpose for your life. you got to move forward. Don't stay in your failures. Don't stay in the past. Don't let failures of your past mess with you and keep you down from going forward in your future. There was a man, a young boy, a baby born in 1890. And by the time he was six, his father passed away. And so his mom had to go and get different jobs to support them and stuff. And she married another man. And this man, his stepfather, began to beat him. So when he could, and he got old enough, he went and he left and he joined the military. And after the military was over, he came back. He married, he had three kids, his youngest son died at an early child age, and, um, and so he had some problems with his wife, uh, they ended up getting a divorce, he ended up remarrying, he did a bunch of different jobs, he was a lawyer, he failed at it, he was a, um, I think it was a fireman, that didn't work out, he was a, a cook, he worked at a gas station, none of it worked out guys for him, he failed at all of them, and in his life when he was 66 years old, he was drawing social security for $105 a month. And he could have stayed in that place and said, you know what, things are not working out. I'm a failure. I'm just going to stay here and give up. But you know what? He did it in 1966. When he was 66 years old, he got in a 1945 pickup and he began to drive around the country selling his chicken recipes. The guy's name was Colonel Sanders. We know him as KFC. He didn't give up, guys. He had drive at 66 years old to get out and go across the country, not be bound by his past failures, things he had struggles with and difficulties in, or his past life, but he had a drive, he had a focus, he had a purpose that God's got something better in your life. You can't stay stuck in the past. You've got to move forward, guys. Have the drive, guys, not to stay down, but go forward in Christ. Realize that God's calling you to a heavenly prize. Press on, attain it. Forget your failures. Forget those things and move on. There's a saying that sometimes you have to fail to figure out what works. Amen. If you fall, that's okay. If you fail, that's okay. Get up and fall forward. At least you're making progress. Amen. One guy told a guy, you know, I failed at 50 different things in my life. And his buddy told him, well, at least you know 50 things that you're not good at. Right. You can mark those off your list. Realize, church, that God doesn't mind if, we're having, if we have goals. If you have, you know, getting an education, buying a home, starting a business, investing in retirement, just don't make that the main goal in your life, a goal that drives you, that consumes all your time, and that you have no time for Christ in your life. I'll give you an example. 
Some people are so focused on their retirement, putting money into their 401ks and, and, and you know, having money put aside for a house or education that they're driven by work all the time. It's work, work, work. They work weekends, they work nights, they work whenever they can, extra shifts, and it's all to, to one day that they can have a retirement. Well, what about our spiritual retirement, guys? What are you putting into that account? How much have you put into your natural account? How much money have you put into your spiritual account, guys? Have you been doing, putting any money in that account? What investments have you been making in that account for when that day comes, when you stand before the Lord? Amen. See, guys, because while we're alive here, we can still put money into our, our physical accounts. But when we stand before the Lord, guys, there's going to be no putting money into your spiritual retirement account, only that which you've already put in when you were alive. And there's a lot of people that's going to stand before the Lord one day. And they're not going to have a spiritual retirement because they didn't make no time to invest in the things of the Spirit. They're going to have no heavenly home to retire to, guys. Because all their their time was consumed with the things of the natural. Putting things away in the natural things. Going after the things of the world. Going after things that, that felt good to them instead of the things of God. And the Bible says this, guys, in Hebrews 9. It says, and it is appointed unto man once to die, then after this, the judgment. When my dad uh, passed away a few months ago, that morning, he didn't take no clothes with him. He didn't take no money with him. He didn't take his 401k, guys. Only thing he took with him was what he invested in the kingdom of God. And he spent most of his adult life going after the things of God, investing in his spiritual retirement account, investing in people, investing in the things of God, loving people, encouraging people, guys. What are you investing in today, guys? How much money is in your spiritual retirement account? Luke says this in Luke 12 and 16 in the New King James. Then he spoke a parable to them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentiful. And though within himself saying, what shall I do since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I store up my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have done many good things and laid up for many years. And I'll take ease and eat and drink and be merry. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then who's those things which you have provided for will they be, basically he's saying. So he who lays up treasures for himself and uh, not towards riches in God. So he's saying basically if you're laying up treasures for yourself, what good is it? What good is it, guys? We have to lay up treasures for ourselves in heaven. We gotta press on towards the mark. Not become so concerned with the things around us, but press on towards the mark in God, guys. Are you going to have anything in your retirement spiritual account, guys? There's a lot of times that we just, you know, we neglect. We neglect the things of God. There's seven days in a week, 24 hours in a day. How much time, guys, do we invest in the week into our spiritual bank account, into our spiritual retirement, into helping others, into serving in the church and working in missions? How much time do you spend, guys? Are you focused on the goal, your heavenly retirement? Have a diversified portfolio. Invest in your things and invest in God's plan and purpose for your life, guys. Let God be your financial and your retirement planner. Invest in the things of God. What is drive? 
Drive is determination. It's an ambition, someone to achieve something. It's a type of perseverance. It's not giving up. It's uh, persistent. It's the effort that requires to do something and keep doing it until the end, even if it's not hard, guys. Guys, there's going to be some things that we're going to go through in our life. There's going to be some things that we go through in the church that you're going to have to be persistent in, that you're going to have to have drive in, that you're going to have to have determination and perseverance, not to quit, not to give up, no matter how hard it comes against you, but to keep pressing forward to the prize. Have your eye on the prize, your eternal home, your eternal destination. Not be so focused on the things here. Don't get caught up in your past failures and your past hardships, guys. In 1901, a baby was born, born and he had a great imagination. He was a great drawer. By the time he was seven years old, he was already drawing pictures and selling them to his friends and his neighbors to make extra money. And his dad was a kind of a big, tough farmer guy and, and a hardworking man. And he didn't really see too much into drawing and, and he never really pushed it with his son and didn't see much coming out of it. And so by the time his son was old enough to go try to get in the military, he, he wasn't old enough, so he joined the, uh, the Red Cross, and he became an ambulance driver. And so he, they shipped him out to France. And so when he was over in France, his ambulance, instead of being covered with camouflage, he decided to take his markers, and he drawed cartoon characters all over it from the top to the bottom to the front to the back. And so he comes back from the war, and he begins to do work and, and do odd jobs, and he saved up money, and he started a business. And he worked hard, he worked long days, long hours, but despite all of it, it failed. He went bankrupt. And you know what? He could have stayed in that place and said, you know what? My dad's right. You know, this drawing, there's no future to it. I might as well give up on my dreams, you know, and I might just find something else to do. But you know what? He didn't. He had drive. He had determination. He had perseverance. He had a focus for his future. And with his suitcase and $25 in his hands, he got a, a, um, a train ticket and he came out to California to Hollywood. And he started over again. And within 12 years, he'd win the first of many Academy Awards for cartoon motion pictures. His name, his name was Walt Disney. And then he went out into Orange Grove in Anaheim. And he stood out there and he saw a vision. He saw a place where people could come and be with their families and have enjoyment. People laughed at him. People didn't want to invest in it. They couldn't see what he saw. But in 1955, Disneyland opened. And those people he tried to get invest in, they were scratching their head and kicking themselves because Disneyland's been a success ever since. See, guys, don't let the world laugh at you. Don't let the world laugh at your dreams. If you've got a dream, God's put something in your heart. Press on. Have drive to get there. God's got a purpose in your life. He's put gifts and talents in your life. Develop them. Don't let the world lie to you. Don't let the world laugh at you and try to pull those things out of your life. Go for it in God. Go for it. Dream big. Our God's a big dreamer. Trust in God. Have drive, guys. Perseverance means to never give up. You can't give up on the prize. You can't give up on yourself. Christ never gave up on you. He went all the way to the cross because he had passion for you. He loves you guys. Focus on those things that are ahead, not the past, guys. Look forward to what is ahead. Have a focus. You need to have your eyes on the prize, guys. Our eyes on the mark, the goal. What is your aim today, guys? What is your target on? What is your focus on, guys? See, a military sniper can't hit his target if he doesn't have the right aim. A sniper must be focused at what he's aiming at to be able to hit his target. So what are you focused on this morning? What is your aim? What is your goal? What is your target? See, guys, we have a goal. It's called heaven. And we have a mission. It's called the lost, guys. Christians, we must be focused on what God's calling us to, our heavenly prize. We gotta forget what's behind and we have to stay focused on our journey, what's ahead, and not get distracted. Have the drive, guys, not to let things get in the way. Hebrews says this, 
Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witness, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sins that so easily entangle us. Let us run this race with perseverance, means never to give up. And let us mark out for us, this is race that's marked out for us. Let us run that race that's marked out for us. And let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame. And he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sin so that you will not grow weary and lose heart, guys. Guys, when we're going through trials, when we're going through troubles, when we're going through hardships and and things in our life, don't forget what Christ went through for you, for you to be here, for you to have salvation. Don't quit. Don't give up. But remember, they beat Christ. They laughed at him. They mocked him. They spit on him. They laid him down and they nailed him to a cross so you could be here today so you could have freedom in Christ you would have all the things that you need to be free from the things that try to hinder you, that try to pull you down, that try to keep you captive in your life. Christ paid it all for you to be free so you could reach the mark in Christ Jesus, guys. He says, throw aside everything that hinders you. Get rid of it. Anything that hinders you in your walk and getting forward and having that drive in Christ, get rid of it. He says, everything that entangles you And he says, run the race with perseverance. That means run this race and don't give up. Keep pressing on. Keep driving forward. This is a race that's marked out for us, guys. You have a race marked out for you. You have a race marked out for me. you. I have one for me. I can't run your race. You can't run my race. We have to run our own race, guys. You have to have the perseverance for yourself. You have to have the drive for yourself. And then he says, fix your eyes on Jesus, guys. Guys, if we fix our eyes on Jesus, we're not gonna get distracted. It's like a horse with blinders. He's not going to get distracted. You have to fix your eyes on the goal, the purpose, the plan that God has for you guys, the perfecter of our faith. The world can't perfect your faith. Money can't perfect your faith. People can't perfect your faith. Jesus Christ is the only one that can perfect your faith, guys. We have to give it to him, guys. What does drive look like? Looks like a man wrestling with an angel. Jacob was alone in his tent, and there was a man there, which was an angel, and they began to wrestle, and they wrestled all night to the point the angel got tired of it, and he touched his hip and made his socket and his hip come out, and, uh, and, and Jacob was still holding on to him, and Jacob says this in Genesis 32 in the Living Bible. He says, then the man said, let me go, for it is dawn, but Jacob was panting. He was tired because he'd been wrestling with him all night. He goes, I will not let you go until you bless me. What is your name, the man asked. Jacob was the reply. It isn't anymore, he said. The man told him, it is Israel, one who has power with God because you've been strong with God, you shall prevail with men. Sometimes, guys, to get our breakthrough, you're gonna have to wrestle. You're gonna have to fight for it. You're gonna have to get down on your hands and knees and hold on and and just fight for it to to get your blessing, to get that miracle that God has for you guys. The world might wanna take it. The world might wanna snatch what God has for you, but don't let the world take what God has for you. Wrestle, hold on to it, keep on to it. Keep your drive, keep your plan on the mark that God has for you guys. It reminds me of when I was a young teenager and my sister, uh, one of my sisters, came home and she was all messed up. And so my mom, uh, it's funny, but it's, it's, it's not. Uh, my mom called my grandmother and uh, she came over that night, and, and they went in the room where my sister was at, and I could, I could hear them in there praying, devil, you're not going to get her. She belongs to the Lord. I've dedicated her to the Lord. She's my promise from the Father. I'm, I'm, you know, they were praying, man. They were doing spiritual warfare. They were wrestling all night with the enemy over my sister. 
And the next morning I got up, the sun came up, and my grandma was getting ready to leave, my mom was in there, and uh, my sister was in her room in her right mind. Because they wrestled all night. They weren't gonna give up. They weren't gonna let the enemy take what God had given them, guys. You gotta be willing to fight for what God has given you. Not give up. Don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up on your passions. Push forward. Press on to the mark, guys. God's got a heavenly calling, a heavenly home for each and every one of us. Don't let the world steal it. Fight for it. Fight for it. What does drive look like? It looks like a small man in a crowd. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a, tax, a chief tax collector, and he was rich. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but he could not because of the crowd, for he was a short guy. He was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to that place, he looked up and saw him, and he said, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for the day I'm going to stay with you at your house. So guys, how bad do you want to see Jesus how bad do you want to see the King of Kings? How bad do you want to see the Lord of Lords? Do you, do you have the drive guys to climb a tree? Do you have the drive guys to, to uh, get out of the crowd that's holding you back from getting to Jesus? Do you have the drive guys to, to see your life change from where it's at to what God has for you? Do you have drive guys to go to a Bible study, a prayer meeting, to be at church, to be faithful, to, to follow after God, to go after God? How bad do you want to see Christ, guys? Zacchaeus saw Christ. And Jesus saw his efforts in that tree. God, guys, God sees our efforts. If you'll put forth an effort, if you'll take one step, God will take two. But sometimes God just wants to see our effort. What does Jesus see in you and me? Does Jesus see a drive? Does he see a passion? Does he see a heart that's hungry for him? Does he see excitement when we come in these doors to be in his house to worship and praise him? Or does Jesus see a people that's content with where they're at? Comfortable in the crowd, not willing to put an effort in the relationship with Christ. A person that's okay with a casual relationship. See guys, religion says it's okay to be casual. Religion, religion says it's okay to have just a, a casual relationship. But let me tell you something, that's a lie from the enemy himself because Jesus Christ died on a cross. He shed his blood that you and I could be free from everything that would bind us, everything that would hinder us, everything that would keep us in the past. He didn't die for you to have a casual relationship with him, but to have a blood-bought, God-given, Jesus-loving, personal relationship, covenant relationship. We're to have a covenant relationship with Christ, guys. A fellowship between him and you, you and him. Have drive in your relationship, guys. Don't let the enemy steal from you. What does the loss of drive look like? It looks like a place of settling, a place of relaxing, a getting comfortable where you're at, guys. Genesis 11 and 31 says this in the NIV. So Taya took his son Abram, his grandson Lot, and the son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, the wife of his, uh, Abram, and together they set out from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to Canaan. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. And Terah lived there 205 years, and he died there. Guys, they went on this journey. They were heading to the promised land, but they stopped 600 miles. They, they made it about 600 miles, about 400 miles short from the promised land. They got tired. They found a comfortable spot. They settled, guys, and they got comfortable. Don't settle where you're at, guys. Don't settle for dead religion. Don't settle for drug addiction. Don't settle for abuse and hurts and habits and things in your life. Don't settle with them. Realize God's got a destination for you, a plan, a purpose. Don't settle in the past when God's got a future for you. 
Don't settle on the things that the enemy tries to entangle you with. Get rid of those things. Don't stop short of your promised land. God's got a promised land for you. He's got our heavenly calling for us, guys. Don't stop short. Don't, don't settle for dry religion. Don't settle for, for anything short than finishing the race, guys. Church, we need to finish the race. We need to, to reach the promised land, guys. We need to have the drive to follow God in our life, no matter the cost, to press on, to push forward, guys. Genesis says this. Lord, it said to Abram, leave your country and your people and your father's house and go to the land I will show you and I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you and I will make your name great and you will be a blessing and I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curse you and all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you guys, or be blessed through you. So God told Abraham to leave his country, guys. The country represents, guys, a place of settling. Don't settle. Don't let the world cause you to settle. Don't let the situations in your life cause you to settle where you're at. God's got more for you than just where you're at now. Look past where you're at now. See what God has for you in the future, guys. He's got a plan, a purpose for your life. Have drive to get to that plan, to that purpose. Don't find a place of settling in your life. God has a better plan. God told Abraham to leave his people. And that's getting rid of some relationships in your life that wants to settle, that doesn't want to go to the promised land. They're comfortable where they're at. They want to settle where they're at. There's some people in your life you've got to break contact with because they don't want to go to the places that God has for you guys. You have to recognize that. You have to realize the, the distractions in your life and the things that would kind of come against you and pull you down, people in your life that want to pull you down, that's not good for you. You have to be the adult. You have to recognize those things in your life, guys, and put them to the side. God told Abraham to leave his father's house, and that's to get out of a place of comfort, guys. When we get comfortable, guys, we settle, and then we lose out on the blessings that God has for our lives. Don't be comfortable, guys, in this life. Don't be comfortable with where you're at in your ministry. Don't be comfortable where you're at in church. This church can never get to a place where we're comfortable. When we do, we f- we'll lose our focus on where God wants to take us. God's got a plan and purpose for this church. He's got a plan and purpose for your family. He's got a plan and purpose for you in this church, and it's to do more than sit here and be comfortable on Sundays. He's got a mission for each and every one of us to do, guys. So if the worship team want to come on back up. Don't be comfortable where you're at, guys. Obedience, the Bible says, is better than sacrifice. Abraham obeyed God, and he went that extra 400 miles, and he made it to the promised land, guys. And God blessed him there. Church, obedient, be obedient to God's call in your life. Have drive in your pursuit of him. Timothy says this, 1 Timothy. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, Love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you were made your confession, guys. Guys, that pursue, that word pursue, go after, have drive, have determination, have perseverance, not to give up, but to go after it. Go after the things of God, godliness, righteousness, love, endurance, gentleness. Go after those things with all that's within you, guys. He says, then hold on. Fight the good fight of faith. In other words, wrestle if you have to. Whatever it takes, hold on to to enter into your eternal rest, guys, to to enter into that eternal life 
that we were called to from our confession. When you accepted Christ in your life, you have a place on the other side. You have a place in God's kingdom, in God's house, guys, when we accepted Christ in our lives. But don't let the world steal it from you. Don't let the world take it from you. Hold on to it, guys. So if you're here today, guys, I want to say, first of all, these altars are open. If you don't want us to pray with you, you just want to pray. Altars are always open. But if you're here today, I want to pray with you. If you've been in a place, guys, where you've been settling, don't settle. Have vision. Don't let the enemy steal your dreams. Realize God's got a plan and purpose for your life, and you just got to be willing to take the step, guys. Don't get comfortable where you're at. Don't get satisfied where you're at. God's got more for you more than you can even see or think right now. He's got his plans for you, for your life, guys. You just have to be willing to step out and trust the Lord. Don't let the enemy steal from you. Wrestle. Whatever God's given you, don't let the enemy, don't let the world take it from you. Be willing to wrestle and keep what God has given you and hold on to it, guys. And if you're here today and you need prayer, I want to pray with you. I believe, I believe God can do anything, especially if you come in agreement. We pray the prayer of agreement. So if the prayer team wanted to come on up, if you guys would like prayer, we'd like to pray with you. If you have a need, if you're sick in your body, we'd like to pray with you. But hold on, guys. Hold on. Trust the Lord. Trust the Lord.